Today is 9-11, also known as September the 11th. Welcome to PsalmsCast. I am Denise. It's great to be here with you today on a day where many here in America, but also others around the world, have a certain reverence in remembering the conflicts that existed in the world today. And we certainly remember our brothers and sisters, part of the family of God, part of who we are, who suffer around the world in those conflicts. We're reading from the Voice Translation of the Bible this week, and today we will journey through Psalm 11, Psalm 41, Psalm 71, Psalm 101, and Psalm 131. But first, before we get started, let's do as we do every day and invite the Lord to be the focus. Gracious Heavenly Father, We come humbly here into your presence right now, desiring to draw near to you. We are so desperate for comfort, for your direction, for wisdom, because life is confusing. In this journey, it is challenging, but we know that you hear our prayers. You generously offer us your love, your mercy, and grace in abundance for those who choose you. As we journey into your living words, spark joy inside of us and infuse us with your peace, a peace that passes all human understanding. We are opening our minds and our hearts to you with the desire for your Holy Spirit to work within us, transforming us from the inside out. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 11 It is a Davidic psalm expressing trust in the eternal as a refuge and fortress for those who do what is right. David spent many years struggling first with Saul and then with neighboring nations and finally against the rebellion led by his son Absalom. Psalm 11, a song of David. I am already in the soft embrace of the eternal. So why do you beckon me to leave, saying, Fly like a bird to the mountains? Look, the wicked approach, with bows bent, sneaking around in the shadows, setting their arrows against their bowstring to pierce everyone whose heart is pure. If the foundations are crumbling, is there hope for the righteous? But the Eternal has not moved. He remains in His holy temple. He sits squarely on his heavenly throne. He observes the sons of Adam and the daughters of Eve, examining us within and without, exploring every fiber of our beings. The Eternal searches the hearts of those who are good, but he despises all those who can't get enough of perversion and violence. If you are evil, he will rain hot lava over your head will fill your cup with burning wind and liquid fire to scorch your insides. The Eternal is right in all His ways, which is all that is upright. Those who do what is right in His eyes will see His face. So before we get into the next psalm, there's a note that I think we should read. The first four books of Psalms end with a variation of the doxology found in verse 13. Blessed is the Eternal, the true God of Israel, always an Eternal. Amen and Amen. This declaration not only provides a natural break 
a seam between the first five books, it also summarizes an essential theme of the Psalms. You see, the book of Psalms is primarily a book of praise to God for His creation, mercy, and salvation. Even when life is hard, our enemies strong, and our health poor, God can be praised for life itself and the ultimate victory to come for those who trust Him. Psalm 41, A Song of David Blessed are those who consider the helpless. The Eternal will stay near them, leading them to safety in times of bitter struggle. The Eternal defends them and preserves them, and His blessing will find them in the land He gave them. He moves ahead to frustrate their enemies' plans. When sickness comes, the Eternal is beside them to comfort them on their sickbeds and restore them to health. And me, I cry out to Him, Heal my soul, O Eternal One, and show mercy, because I have sinned against you. My enemies are talking about me even now. When will death come for him and his name be forgotten? As they sit with me under my roof, their well wishes are empty lies. They listen to my story and then turn it around to tell their own version on the street. Across the city, crowds whisper lies about me. Their hate is strong and they search for ways to harm me. Some are saying, Some vile disease has gotten hold of him. The bed he lies in will be his deathbed. Even my best friend, my confidant, who has eaten my bread, will stab me in the back. But you, Eternal One, show mercy to me. Extend your gracious hand and help me up. I need to pay them back for what they have done to me. I realize now that your favor has come to me, for my enemies have yet to declare victory over me. You know and uphold me, a man of honor. You grant me strength and life forever in your presence. Blessed is the Eternal, the true God of Israel, always an Eternal Amen and Amen. Psalm 71 I have found shelter in you, Eternal One. I count on you to shield me always from humiliation and disgrace. Rescue and save me in your justice. Turn your ear to me and hurry to deliver me from my enemies. Be my rock of refuge where I can always hide. You have given the order to keep me safe. You are my solid ground, my rock and my fortress. Save me from the power of sinful people, O my God, from the grip of unjust and cruel men. For you are my hope, Eternal One. You, Lord, have been the source of my confidence since I was young. I have leaned upon you since I came into this world. I have relied on you since you took me safely from my mother's body. So I will ever praise you. Many find me a mystery, but you are my rock and my shelter, my soul's asylum. My mouth overflows with praise to you and proclaims your magnificence all day long. Do not set me aside when I am old. Do not abandon me when I am worn out. 
For my enemies often voice evil against me. Those who desire to kill me plot together in secret. They say, God has abandoned him. Let's go after him right now and seize him. There's no one around to rescue him. God, stay close by me. Come quickly, O God, and help me. May my enemies be covered in shame and then die. May those who seek to harm me be overwhelmed with contempt and disgrace. But I will keep hope alive and my praise to you will grow exponentially. I will bear witness to your merciful acts. Throughout the day I will speak of all the ways you deliver. Though I admit, I do not know the entirety of either. I will come with stories of your great acts, my Lord, the Eternal. I will remind them of your justice, yours only. You have taught me since I was young, O God, and I still proclaim the wonderful things you have done. Now, as I grow old and my hair turns gray, that you do not abandon me, O God, allow me to share with the generation to come about your power. Let me speak about your strength and wonders to all those yet to be born. God, your justice stretches to the heavens. You who have done mighty things. Who is like you, O God? You have made me see hard times. I have experienced many miserable days, but you will restore me again. You will raise me up from the deep pit. You will greatly increase my status and be my comfort once again. I will praise you with music played on a harp because you have been faithful, O my God. I will sing praises to you with the lyre, O Holy One of Israel. I will shout for joy as I sing your praises. My soul will celebrate because you have rescued me. All day long I will declare how your justice saved me. For those who have plotted to bring me harm are now ashamed and humiliated. Psalm 101, A Song of David I will sing of God's unsparing love and justice. To you, O Eternal One, I will sing praises. I will seek to live a life of integrity. When will you come to me? I will walk in my house with an honest and true heart. I will refuse to look at any sordid thing. I detest the worthless deeds of those who stray. Evil will not get a hold on me. I will rid my heart of all perversion. I will not flirt with any evil. Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, I will silence. I will not tolerate a condescending smirk and arrogant heart. I will look for those who are loyal in the land, so that they may live with me and know my pleasure. Whoever walks with integrity will enter my service. The one who makes a habit of deceit will not be welcome in my house. The one who lies will not remain in my presence for long. Every morning I will purge all the wicked from the land, so as to rid the city of the eternal of those who practice evil. And our final psalm today is Psalm 131, a song of David for those journeying to worship. O Eternal One, my heart is not occupied with proud thoughts. My eyes do not look down on others. 
I don't even begin to get involved in matters too big, matters of faith, state, business, or all the things that defy my ability to understand them. Of one thing I am certain, my soul has become calm, quiet, and contented in you. Like a weaned child resting upon his mother, I am quiet. My soul is like this weaned child. O Israel, stake your trust completely in the eternal, from this very moment and into the vast future. So over the last seven days, well actually today is the seventh day, we, for those of us who celebrate the fall festivals or try to observe the fall holy days of the Lord that he speaks of in Leviticus, these are called the days of awe, and they're a time of reflection and a time of worshiping God for who he is, and also just to think about our lives. So right now, on the morning of 9-11-2021, I'm sitting in the back of a pickup truck in the middle of the Chickamauga battlefield while my sweet husband runs the Chickamauga Chase 15K race. This place where I'm at is in the very north part of the state of Georgia, just a few miles south of Chattanooga, Tennessee. And today it is a pristine national park. It is almost impossible to picture the battle and its aftermath that took place here almost 158 years ago. And yet, in just a span of three days, on September 18th through the 20th, In the year 1863, 4,000 men fell dead on the fields and in the woods where people now are hiking, walking, running, and riding bikes. And it's really stunning to think that that really maths out to 55 men were killed every 60 minutes for 72 hours straight. It's almost a man a minute. 25,000 more were wounded and thousands of them so seriously that they were unable to crawl away from the fighting to seek shelter or to seek help. Today is also the 20th anniversary of an event that we know as 9-11. On that morning, in just a very small window of approximately less than three hours, a total of 2,996 people were killed in the 9-11 attacks. Citizens from 78 countries died in New York, Washington, D.C., and Pennsylvania. It is so stunning to consider that 19 men with evil malice in their hearts hijacked four planes. Two of those hijacked airplanes flew into the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center in New York. The first plane flew into the South Tower at 8.45 a.m. The second plane flew into the North Tower 18 minutes later at 9.03 a.m. At 9.37 a.m., a third plane crashed into the Pentagon just outside Washington, D.C. At 9.59 a.m., we gasped as the South Tower collapsed in 10 seconds after burning for 56 minutes. Meanwhile, a fourth California-bound plane, Flight 93, was hijacked about 40 minutes after leaving the Newark Liberty International Airport in New Jersey. Because the plane had been delayed in taking off, 
Passengers on board learned of events in New York and Washington via cell phone and air phone calls to the ground. Knowing that the aircraft was not returning to an airport, a group of passengers and flight attendants planned an insurrection. One of the passengers, Thomas Burke Jr., told his wife over the phone that, I know we're all going to die. There's three of us who are going to do something about it. I love you, honey. Another passenger, Todd Beamer, was heard saying, Are you guys ready? Let's roll on an open line. Sandy Bradshaw, a flight attendant, called her husband and explained that she had slipped into a galley and was filling pitchers with boiling water. Her last words to him were, Everyone's running to first class. I gotta go. Bye. The passengers fought the four hijackers and are suspected to have attacked the cockpit with a fire extinguisher. The plane then flipped over and sped toward the ground at upwards of 500 miles per hour, crashing into a rural field near what someplace in western Pennsylvania. The time was 10.03 a.m. And yes, all 40 people aboard the plane were killed. Its intended target is not known But theories include the White House, the U.S. Capitol, the Camp David presidential retreat in Maryland, or one of the several nuclear power plants along the eastern seaboards. At 10.28 a.m., the North Tower collapsed after burning for 102 minutes. More than 1,600 in and around the building were killed. Pretty much every American who was an adult on 9-11-2001, they can tell you exactly where they were, how they heard, and what they were feeling that day. Many will tell you they watched in stunned horror as people in the North Tower were jumping to their deaths from the windows of the building as firemen and first responders were running into the buildings to fight a raging inferno. There is one huge difference between these two events. What happened here on the grounds of the Chickamauga battlefield, where I'm sitting, was pretty much a private event. There were no media recording sound bites and movies. Yeah, in 1861, there were no video cameras. There were no recording devices and no radio. To communicate what was happening, it had to be done via telegraph using words Those words were then published in various newspapers, and in some places, the average citizens learned about the events of these three days, days or weeks after the action had taken place. With 9-11 and modern communication of television and the internet, the viewer and or the listener was able to hear and see things happening in real time. And throughout the days that followed, we were bombarded with replays over and over again. Children and many adults were traumatized by their front row seats through the avenue of modern technologies. And as I sit here in the quietness of this national park, I am wondering what is happening out there in my country and around the world. The modern person often reacts to whatever they see or hear in real time. This week has been a banner week of yuck in the U.S. happenings, especially at the national level. When I heard live from the lips of POTUS, 
office, the President of the United States, the words that just stunned me beyond words, POTUS has decided to mandate the jab for one and all and is, and is coercing businesses and citizens to submit to a protocol that has not undergone rigorous testing. It is a medical procedure that is a one-size-fits-all regardless of your age, your gender, your weight, or any medical contraindications. I was stunned and I was so angry I lost control of my mouth. And yes, I honestly should have just gone to the bathroom and scrubbed my mouth out. People, especially our current world, have very short memories of those who are tyrants. We know what they do. We've seen it many times in the last hundred years. You know, it didn't start with gas chambers. It started with one party controlling the media, one party controlling the message, one party deciding what is truth, one party censoring speech and silencing opposition, one party dividing citizens into us and them and calling on their supporters to harass them. It started when good people turned a blind eye and let it happen. No, I didn't write those sentences. I read them and they just, they speak to where we are once again. And friends, I would never deem it appropriate to tell you or demand that you must do something in order to be my friend, my neighbor, my brother or sister or family member. God created you, and you and only you are accountable to Him alone for the choices of what you will allow to happen to and in your body. We are each only answerable to the eternal in this regard. However, I do strive to educate people about the risk factors of injecting a foreign substance into our body, a foreign substance we don't know the track record for. And why? Because those of us who have been redeemed by Jesus, hey guys, our bodies are not our own. Our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And as a temple, it is our responsibility to keep it as the eternal Lord would have us, being very careful not to pollute it with junk of man or idols. For those who are members of a church, Are there things of the world that have no place in your place of worship? Our bodies are likewise holy, and anything that we do with this gift should be done with great thought and great consideration of the Lord, not man, because man is just honestly deceitfully wicked. His track record is horrible. And honestly, Jesus is coming, so I don't want anyone to be deceived, and we do know that in those last days, there is going to be a great deception. Honestly, hopefully, you are like me and that you believe with all your heart that the Bible, God's living word, is the plumb line by which you make choices and decisions for your life and for your family. Perhaps you are scratching your head and wondering exactly what a plumb line is. You're just not familiar with that term, so let's see if I can explain it. A plumb line is a weight suspended from a string used as a vertical reference line 
to ensure a structure is centered, as they always find the vertical axis pointing to the center of gravity, they ensure everything is right, justified, and centered. There is so much more that I want to share, but if I want to get this uploaded before today, 9-11 is over, well, perhaps another day to continue the discussion. And I do think this is a very important discussion because God's Word does give us clear-cut understanding and warning to avoid man's solutions to save our lives. The solution to save our life is not created by man. It is a gift from the Father to His lost children that He wanted to offer yet another chance to come home to Him for life eternal. Father God, Abba, we are so grateful that you have invited each one of us into your presence today to pour love, mercy, and hope into our lives, lives that are filled with confusion, anger, bitterness, and just so many others' questions. Many of us are crying out to you, Lord, how long? How long, Lord? We are frightened not for ourselves, but for the precious ones that you have entrusted to our care. Today we have heard David's confidence in you, the living God, to be a protection for the hardships of his life. David was hunted by kings and their armies who did desire to destroy him. And you, God, you protected him. You took him as a little boy, a young man, And you anointed him king over your people while King Saul was still sitting on the throne. That journey that you took David from the sheep pen to the throne was filled with hardships, hurts, and disappointments. And yet he never stopped believing in your faithfulness and your love. Lord, today as many of us remember the gut punch that we felt two decades ago as a nation suddenly under attack, Remind each of us that you were there. Yes, that day on 9-11, lots fell on their face before you, praying for understanding, praying for direction. Yet man did what they always have done, and they struck back. One sin was compounded by others. You saw the wickedness. You saw the hatred of these acts and all the acts that followed Man against man, nation against nation. And today, 20 years later, we see that that promised peace, it was just an illusion. It was a byword of politicians. And Lord, we invite you into our life today, into our chaos, into our messes, our fears for the future. We are in need of a Savior, and you alone can redeem the minutes of our life moment by moment as we cling to you. We are so thankful for the encouragement that we find daily in the Psalms. We are so blessed to know that while this life journey is difficult, we know the final chapter and we know the truth. You, God, wins. And we are so grateful and thankful to worship you and you alone. We will sing of your love and your justice, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.
If you desire to connect with us at PsalmsCast to share thoughts, to ask questions, to request prayer, or to request a Bible, our email address is psalmscast at gmail.com. You can also call or text. If you are in the United States, the number you want to use is 470-240-1509. For those outside the United States, you can use WhatsApp. The WhatsApp number is one 470-240-1509. You can also make a connection through social media. PsalmsCast is on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. So that's it for today. I am Denise. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.